Hi guys, welcome back to Hot Girl Evolving. It is me. I'm ready to chat. I'm realizing that I'm entering like a very deep and dark part of my life and like I feel like the winter time is definitely for reflecting and like hibernation you could say. So I think I've kind of entered that state and I think when I realized like I'm about to enter like a very deep and dark chapter of my life I was like oh great. I'm like yet again yet again we're gonna be reflecting and pondering and and looking back at my life but I think it's super important it's easy to reflect on a situation and look at everything in a victim mindset or look at what you know all of these things that have happened to me have caused me to feel this way where now I'm in a place of reflecting on my actions as well as others because I think if you kind of go through your whole life feeling like a victim and feeling sorry for yourself um it's time to go inward <laughs> and now let's just get into this episode I'm like I prepared a novel and yes I have my crystal here the main idea that I've been pondering on these past couple of weeks has been the idea of perfectionism because I noticed some tendencies in myself and I started just self-diagnose and like that's just not correct like I, I I can't just like diagnose myself with um disorders but I was able to pinpoint this level of perfectionism and I think being able to understand like your triggers and like what sets you off and why you act a certain way can be a very healing experience and you can just understanding why you react the way you do to certain situations it just really helps you start to begin to navigate your life and like you have less anger towards yourself and less anger towards others because you're like well this is triggering this part of my past and I can either accept it or I can move on all of this stems back to your childhood and to how you were raised so working with my therapist I needed to work back to the moment where this idea of me having to be perfect began. Like, what triggered this switch? What what made me believe that I now have to navigate my life being this perfect version of me that isn't allowed to make mistakes, that isn't allowed to, you know, not be the bigger person, that isn't allowed to not be this, like, spiritual, higher version of me. Like... It's just not possible. I, I can't navigate every situation being this, like, perfect being. And I, I don't even think I am that. I don't even think I, I ever will be that. I, I don't think that exists, you know, unless we're living as Buddhas in Bali and we have no phone and, and no connection to anything. So tackling this idea of perfectionism that, like, lives within me and kind of controls my everyday life and just the way that I go about certain things. I was like, what was a moment that may have triggered um, this belief that I now have to be this unrealistic, perfect version? Because what even is perfect? I mean, it's pretty subjective. You know, what may be perfect to somebody is like completely not perfect to the other. There was a scenario in my childhood where I was told that if you act like that, you'll never be respected by a man. And it was at the moment where I was just being silly and being my authentic self and just being me. And But that comment, I didn't even realize, could translate into my adult life now because now I believe that 
no man will ever respect me if I'm my authentic self. And I have to sit up straight and be this perfect idea of what a woman should be to then be respected by a man. And it's little comments like those when you start to go back and you're like, oh my god, like I didn't even realize that from that moment on my brain was altered to now believe that this is how I have to act to be respected. And even in my last episode, I talked about how difficult it is for me to be vulnerable with a man. And I, it's so interesting to like do this podcast and to be doing like my um, spiritual advisor sessions. And like, as I ask myself these questions, then now I'm like getting the answers to like past episodes. So I asked myself like, I found it so difficult to open up to any straight man that I was like, um, romantically seeing. Like, I was never able to be vulnerable with a man in that way, and I didn't know where that stemmed from. And now that I've done this work, I'm able to realize that, well, I was told I had to be a certain way to be respected, and being my authentic self was not something that a man would respect me for. So, because of that comment from my childhood, now it translates into my adult life and my adult relationships. The moment I realized that, I was like, okay, what else can I make the connection to and I go back on other versions of myself and remember this time where I'd gone into my agency in Miami. I was a very shy kind of version of myself because I think modeling really pushed me into a a space where I felt very uncomfortable. Like I I, I felt like when I was a kid model I could kind of fit in because when you're a kid, you know, you don't really think about things too deeply. I think it's when you start to transition into, like, teen, like, young teens, like, you're talking, like, 13, 14, 15 is when you really start to be, like, oh, I'm kind of uncomfortable in this room full of adults that are judging me walking around in my heels and my bikini, you know? That's when you really realize, I don't really look like this 28-year-old woman that's in here and best friends with all the agents. So it's definitely this weird thing where you're like, okay, there is a significant difference between the point of life I'm in versus the people I'm competing with models I'm competing with so I had gone into the agency and I you know I really wanted to see more in my career and like that was what we had gone in to talk about was trying to get my career moving mind you I am 14 years old babe like go home and watch tv and eat you know chicken nuggets realistically we were fine um And the comments were, well, you have no personality and you need a nose job. And I remember being so triggered by just not having a personality because it was like, obviously, I have a personality and I have an authentic self that, like, is shown to my family and to my friends who I'm comfortable with. So it was very difficult to be judged based on people that really didn't know anything about you and really just you know, saw this version and were like, well, this is why you're not successful, because you don't have a personality. And that triggered me for a really, really long time, and it became this race for finding that personality and being that person that people wanted to be around and being that person that, you know, was the best and was what people wanted to work with. And it became almost like a a challenge to kind of, okay, well, how do I people please my way into being the person that everybody wants to be around? 
a lot of these questions that I start to ask myself kind of all go back to the question, well, why am I not enough? Why is just who I am not enough? You know, why is it not enough for me to be respected by a man? Why is it not enough for me to make it in the career that I want to make in? You start to convince yourself that, okay, when I get this validation from them or from whoever I'm seeking it from, then I'll feel accomplished. Like a lot of my drive to work and to keep going and to push myself for the most part hasn't really been for like just the improvement of myself but more so oh I need to do this because I need to show these people that I can do it and I, I want the, the validation from the people that didn't validate me in the past to now look at me and say oh wow I'm so proud of what you've accomplished and then as I've started to do that and started to accomplish these things and realize that I'm not getting the validation that I hope for, or it doesn't feel the way that I thought it would feel to have these people validate my success. It, it literally feels the same. The only person that can validate me and make me feel sufficient is myself. And I think that's been a really big realization this past, these past couple of weeks, is that nobody is going to validate me. And even if they do, it's not going to, like, it may feel great for a second or for a day, but when I have to come home to myself and when I have to sit in this room by myself and I don't feel enough, that translates. I'm also reading, right? Like, I let myself believe for so long that I had to maintain a certain character. And I guess this kind of just goes back to, you know, being a model from such a young age and trying to kind of compete for this version that really doesn't exist. And I think I kind of started to model when Instagram was like just now becoming a thing and like you could grow on Instagram. So it was always like perfecting this perfect feed or this perfect image and this and also presenting yourself as that, you know, nobody wants to work with a bitch. Nobody wants to work with somebody who is moody and, and, you know, has no personality. <laughs> but I think there's levels. Yeah, we need to show up 100% and we need to be the best version of ourselves. Um, not just in work, in in all aspects of life. Like, I, I make it a point to myself. Like, I never want to leave a room feeling like, okay, you know, maybe I could have held myself better there. And holding myself accountable for like not making other people responsible for my mood and you know I don't know if that's healthy or unhealthy but I think it's more so I never want to leave somewhere being like you know I could have maybe acted a little bit better and I think that's a good thing I don't think I ever want to like come across in a negative way so it's like when I do go to work or when I do present myself it's at the best of my ability but I'm also starting to give myself grace that, like, it's not realistic to be, like, that perfect version all the time. And I think it's more of this, like, I've mastered this mask, basically. You had no idea what was actually going on. And I, I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't want people to know that I was maybe struggling when when I wasn't with them or when or that video that you see of me and uh, and that's what you see and that's what you think. I, I, 
I liked that. I liked that nobody would actually know the real me. I wrote I had to hide the darker and imperfect parts of myself. I wasn't allowed to be triggered by certain circumstances because it showed that I care. That's what it that's what I wanted to touch on was how like I find that even in relationships or certain circumstances like if something was bothering me, I wouldn't honor that it was bothering me because it's like, oh, yeah, that shows that I I care. Why would I actually honor what I want? out of this. I wrote here, if I was with someone who wasn't looking for something serious, I'd have to change my values to match theirs so I don't look embarrassing. When the time is right, I I will open myself up and honor that I'm looking for a committed relationship. I convinced myself that maybe I should be in an open relationship because just me isn't enough for someone. Okay, so how can we dissect that? I think it's more focused on like, I've been too focused on how I'm being perceived rather than honoring who I truly am at my core and what is authentic to me. Even the book I'm reading, like, I was getting so angry at her. It's, like, called Ugly Love. And she's, like, likes this boy so much that she's literally willing to just be used for sex because she's like, well, I just want to be with him. So whatever he'll give me, I'll take. And I think a lot of us can kind of relate to that, not just women, but this idea that you kind of conform what you're actually looking for to just not be lonely. I have found this passion and this desire to honor myself so much that it's okay if I'm alone. I think I've really let myself just kind of see where my gut will guide me. And I like to say that I'm pretty intuitive with things, and, like, even when I try to ignore things, my my gut and my instincts don't let me. Like, it'll drive me insane until I remove myself, and then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I feel tremendously better. Understanding your triggers in romantic and non-romantic relationships are super important because you can ask yourself, Am I acting out of fear of what has happened to me in the past? Or, like, is this actually happening? Like, let me just tell you, ladies. Do not ignore the gut. The gut is talking, and when she's talking, answer her call and listen to what she has to say. I had a moment of reconnection. And, you know, I always set an intention, and it was just like, I want peace of mind and I want surrendering to what's to come. I also had the realization that I have been vulnerable in my podcast, but not as much as I'd like to be. Like, it still goes back to this idea of perfectionism and, like, cutting out parts that maybe don't, you know, that maybe don't align me with this happy and this bubbly and this, you know, positive person, which innately I am that girl, but I, there are a lot of deeper and darker parts of myself that I feel like really, why am I crying? We're not crying on the internet, so you better reel it in. There are a lot of deeper and darker parts of myself that I've kind of maybe like been ashamed of or more so like, well, Nobody's really allowed to, like, see those parts, or I'm not really allowed to honor those parts. And I think it's more of, like, 
all of these traits of myself make me who I am and I'm I don't want to be ashamed that you know maybe one of them isn't attached to this perfect healed positive person because I'm I'm not that especially right now we've transitioned into winter and it's getting darker earlier and it's getting cold I have really had the time to reflect and just like be with myself and be alone and honor these like darker parts of myself that I've started to go back on and like there's so many different situations like this is just like touching the surface but like doing this work has been really transformative and helped me kind of understand myself more and just give myself more grace. I think it gets really dark kind of mourning the loss of who you used to be and I this past year has really just been stripping this old version of me. Like, I've been completely stripped of everything that I was attached to and everything that kind of distracted me in a way or was my life, I could even say. So yeah, it gets really deep and dark kind of trying to understand how we got here and how we are basically starting over, but it's also extremely liberating and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's the biggest kind of mindfuck or realization when everything that used to bring you joy doesn't bring you joy anymore. And now you kind of have to rebuild from the ground up and figure out, okay, who is Maya? What is authentic to me? What actually makes me happy? Because everything that I had relied on in the past doesn't bring me joy anymore. So now it's kind of trying to go on this journey of figuring out, okay, who am I? Because the person that I maybe was or convinced myself I was in the past is just not who I am anymore. I had some big changes happen within my career, and I'm just super grateful for the identity, my agency right now in New York, like, I, they've really changed the way that I view the industry and just, like, myself. I think I talk a lot about how I've had these kind of negative experiences with agents, and not to say that, like, they're bad people for that, because obviously this is a business, this is an industry, and these are the standards you have to meet to be successful in them. I understand that and I I am not going to try and challenge them and I'm not going to try and like cry me a river. It's just more so it's been really refreshing to be supported by people that kind of look at you as a person rather than like an object and something that's making them money. So I'm super grateful for them. I had a conversation the other day and it was more so like asking myself what is hot girl evolving like what does it mean to me what is the message basically and how can I start to make it more authentic to me myself I made the connection that hot girl evolving is this younger version of me that was told I couldn't be authentic and be respected so yeah this is the journey I'm on is kind of breaking down this idea of like this perfect person that can't make mistakes and 
can't get angry and can't get sad and can't be defeated and can't want to give up. I'm like, yes, I did get dropped by my agency, <laughs> if you were wondering. It's like, I remember feeling like this, um, specifically in my career, the first time that I've, I'd ever gotten dropped by an agency. And it was like, I thought I was going to quit modeling. I was like, I'm not going to keep doing this. Like, I just, I just don't know how to rebuild myself. I think I'm just like... Starting to accept that, like, you're just constantly going to be knocked down. And you're constantly going to be the one that has to pick yourself up and keep going. Advisor gave me, like, the perfect way to describe it. And it's, like, you just leaves are falling. Like, everything that is not meant to be is completely shedding. And it's just like, oh, I, I see it. It's It's really, like everything's really shedding like it's really falling when you I'm like but is it gonna fall into place though or is it just gonna keep falling I think that's what's so scary is like the unknown and I remember like when all of this was happening a couple of days ago I like opened my little tea bag that I usually drink and it was just something along the lines of like the unknown welcomes possibilities like enter it with grace it's, like, interesting because when I would be in a situation where things were changing and I didn't have control over them, I could, like, run to these things that I used to use as distractions. But it's, like, then I made the connection that, okay, well, all of these things that used to distract me don't bring me joy anymore. And they aren't aligned with me anymore. So it's, like, then an even bigger realization, like, I'm literally rebuilding who I am from the ground up, and I don't know if it starts today, I don't know if something's gonna happen next week that's gonna reignite this circle, but, like, I guess that's just life. Just constantly have to remind myself two things. What is left is better than what has gone, and also sitting in the gratitude of how lucky I am still, like, there's a lot going on in the world right now which I recognize and it's like extremely dark and painful not even just now in general and like that is what has to force us back to gratitude even for the simple things I am grateful to have my sister my family is still here i am grateful to have a home to go home to in thanksgiving i am grateful to have a phone that connects me with the people around me i am grateful to stand up and walk around and not have to worry if something awful is going to happen to me if i decide to go out for a walk i think it's super easy to kind of spiral and get like lost in this like oh my god you know my career isn't where I want it to be or I, I, I'm I not succeeding in this avenue or I'm frustrated that this isn't working when it's like okay well let's focus on what is working and what is still here and what is great because you we have the basic necessities I think it's when we try to strive for for more 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 which is amazing and it is we want to work as hard as we possibly can but I just don't want to get so lost in like this idea of a life that I want to build that hasn't come to fruition yet and then completely lose everything that 
is right in front of me because I'm so focused on like this end goal when it's like I should be focused on waking up today, taking care of my body and living my, you know, living my life and calling the people that are important and reminding them that I love them and having a meaning meaningful conversation with, you know, somebody at the grocery store. I need to enter the present moment again and be grateful for what's in front of me and for the life that I have now rather than like being so angry that not even angry but like so debilitated that like I'm not living the life that I'm comparing myself to or I'm not living the life that I believe I I deserve because maybe it's just right here maybe all I need is literally right here and I'm gonna miss it well we got really deep today didn't we (laughs) we got really deep I really hope I don't cut this out. I really hope I end up actually keeping everything in. Hot girl evolving. Hot girl evolving. Hot girl evolving. Hot girl evolving. I'm going to take my crystal to go. Oh, actually, we can talk about one more thing. Sometimes when you're going through, like, a really difficult time, that's, like, the hardest point. It's, like, really difficult to get yourself to, like, do the meditation and do the journaling. Um... And I, I know I'm going to sound really annoying. My mom also hates when I tell, when we talk about journaling. Because she's like, I don't want to journal anymore. Like, how much journaling can I do? Um, and I got into this really beautiful cycle of um, journaling, meditating before I go to sleep, and right when I wake up, meditating. And that was in Australia. That was when I was really at peace. And I think that was the most aligned I was with who I'm supposed to be. Um... I will admit it, I am a hippie, I am a spiritual spiritual gal, I am in the clouds, like, I am that girl, and I am not ashamed of it, I am an angel number girl till I die, I believe in connection with the universe, I believe in the synchronicities, and thank you, but it's really easy, like, when you're going through a difficult time to kind of just, like, not necessarily give up, but you're like, you know what, I, I can't even find the energy to, like, even try and write down what I'm feeling or even try and meditate. Like, I'm just so, like, I'm so low. But it's like, I've really forced myself in these dark times to, like, get this, like, this is part of my night routine. Like, now it's like, I'm so attached to it that, like, I don't even want to go to sleep without touching my journal and without doing that meditation and without starting my morning with that meditation. And it doesn't even, like... I'm not saying I have this gorgeous morning routine. Like, I literally almost had a panic attack trying to set this up because it wasn't working. Like, I'll, and I'll still be meditating in the morning. I think the morning has been my hardest is because I've been having such dark and creepy dreams that when I wake up, I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? So, I'll be meditating. I'm not really meditating. Like, it's very much like a, oh my god, can this, like, five-minute meditation be over? But the more you start to do it, the more you start to kind of implement just those, like, two or three minutes of peace when you wake up before you begin your day. Another day, another slay. Bye, guys.